Hello, my name's David and this is the Hypothetic RL, a podcast about the what-ifs of rugby league history. So recently the NFL had their draft and as we know a lot of American sports and even the uh, sport down south that we don't speak of on this podcast uh, has a draft system and the NRL does not. Uh, we know the reasons for this, we can do a bit of a history, go back to that in, in a little while, but uh, it had me thinking and... It had me thinking also because recently I've also been doing some drafting of different seasons uh, just to just a bit of a fun thing. Not really. I think I put a few of the bits on to the podcast, but it was almost outside of this podcast. It was just a thing to get together with some some really fun and interesting people, and you know, in the rugby league, from the Twitter NRL community, basically, uh, and and talk about some possibilities of if, if we ran some drafts. So. Um, I've done a few of them now and they've been lots and lots of fun but this one, this is going to be an episode where I'm just going to make some decisions we're going to have a look at what possibilities could happen if we did have a draft, a rookie draft not a not just a normal draft um, and I think that's the distinction we need to make about you know, when people say, oh the NRL should have a draft uh, I don't know if people always say that but there is, it does come around, it's one of those I think there's five different uh, stories that you you get on a on a journalist's you know day off kind of thing. Uh, you get the wild card week, you know, wild cards. You get the draft. You get all kinds of things like that. Uh, so maybe just to give an explanation of why the NRL doesn't have a draft, we should go back a little bit back into history. I'm not going to do the little reversey thing, uh, but it's. It all came about around the early 90s, I think it was 1992, uh, and it got defeated in the courts because of well, a few players, but main, namely the uh, the figure out of that was Terry Hill, uh, who was drafted by the Roosters, didn't want, didn't want to go there, uh, and desperately wanted to go to Manly instead. Uh, he was a Western Suburbs player, and they basically said it was a restraint of trade. Um, I'm not going to go too much further into it. If you want to know the history, we can possibly go through that another time. But that's the reason why there was no draft from that point on. But the thing about that draft was it wasn't a rookie draft. It was a draft when players decide to change clubs. So one of the drafts I've done, one of the mock ones I've done with some of these guys, was one of those. Um, but when we talk about draft generally... And obviously, we're talking about the American sports, but I was talking about the NFL and you know, other ones like that. We're talking about a rookie draft, a drafting of players that were not in the top grade, not in the in the major competition, were in a you know hadn't played in that competition before, and generally, like we said, they're rookies, they're kids coming through college, through high school, that kind of thing. Um, we have. A, a different system than the Americans do, obviously. So we're not we're not kind of sculptured, if you want to say for a better word, I can't think of a better word right now, uh, for a drafting system. We are a sporting code that has juniors, a junior pathway system. So realistically, players will be brought in fairly early and brought through the system in a lot of these, a lot of the clubs. Some of the clubs not so much, obviously. Um, there's always the joke about which clubs have juniors and which ones buy their players, or there's, you know, discussion about that. Uh, realistically, every club has a junior pathway. Uh, they're all slightly different. They're all, you know, we talk about the junior pathway at Penrith recently because of the success they've had. 
um, and there's quite a lot of Western Sydney clubs with, with large junior pathways. Uh, there's some you know, clubs that don't seem to have junior pathways, but they do. They have junior clubs. You know, Everyone picks on the Roosters, but the Roosters do have a junior's pathway. They just don't have kids from the local area as much because they haven't got as big a population of, of families living in the area you'd call around Bondi. Like, there is still players that come through that way, uh, but a lot of their players are brought through from other places from the country, from other junior districts, and brought through their system. Uh, obviously, some players are just bought uh, right at the end of their their junior career, and they they scalp off the best ones as well. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's the way it works. But in the American system... Uh, much and I don't know a lot about that that game down south. Um, sorry, I, I wish I could highlight that a bit better. But in the American system, it's all around colleges, so in uh, high school and college, but basically college. So the kids will come through; they'll play the game at school. So it's more of a school system. Whereas in Australia, when we talk about the NRL, we're not talking about schools as much. Obviously, some of these clubs are schools as well. But generally, you're talking about clubs being a weekend sporting activity outside of school, which means that you're. It's a little bit different sort of situation there again. Um, now, with the what I was, my point I was trying to get to is they've got a college system, they've got a very strong college system, and colleges are competing against each other to win all kinds of different things. If we, if we focus on the NFL, because that's the draft that happened recently, you've got, you know, you all all your different types of. Uh, levels of colleges that play in different conferences and they have bowls and things like that so not so much conferences but they have bowls they have um team like teams colleges get selected they get they get prestige from being in there and obviously we know you if i named one of the bigger colleges in say the uh gridiron or the american football you know you probably would know those ones you know if i named certain ones in, for NBA players where they came through. There's kind of a prestige that they get from them bringing these players through. And then as they bring these players through and they these guys become stars, it's kind of advertising for them to get more kids to come and they and they get more enrolments and they have scholarships. And, you know, there's a whole system there uh, that we just don't have in, in Sydney, Brisbane, you know, Melbourne, if we want to say, because we've got Melbourne side now. You know, we don't have that in Australia for rugby league. Um, there is there is a little bit of it because there is some places where schools will offer scholarships for rugby league players, but it's not really a system, and it's not really a college system. It's more of a high school system. Um, so yeah, just just an interesting th- background to to why the, the NRL doesn't really have a draft. I mean, the main reason is I think they're just a bit scared that they'll get taken to court, to court again. Um, the RLPA, I don't think, would enjoy a draft. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to Clint Newton recently, so I, can't, I don't know if that's the case, but I have a feeling that that's not in their best interest as well. Um, and realistically, it's not It's not really in players' best interest. It's, it takes a lot of the power away from, from young athletes who want to decide where they want to play. Um, so anyway, with, all, with that all in mind... Let's just ignore what I just said now, and we're going to put it. We're going to put a proposal, um, a hypothetical, if you will, uh, that after the reunification of the NRL. So this is 
like I said, I've said this in previous episodes, we're focusing more this season or this year on that period just after the formation of the NRL, around and just after the formation. This one's a few years later because it didn't really make sense right when the NRL gets formed. But we're going to say that after there is the consolidation of clubs, that the NRL is going to reintroduce the draft, the rookie draft. Not not the draft they did before, they're going to bring in a rookie draft. And I don't know how it's going to work with juniors, we're just going to ignore that for the moment. We're going to say that maybe the NRL and all the clubs contribute to a pot that all the players, you know, all the junior players are paid from and no one gets the advantage, but all these kids are put into nominal schools or something i don't know i don't know nominal teams and they play each other and and then this is kind of like the college system uh i like i said don't know how that's going to work but let's just assume that's how it happens and we're going to go through we're going to pick out the best the top five for each year and we're going to see where they would be drafted to and we have a little bit of a discussion this episode may go for a long time, so I'm thinking, because I'm going to go right to modern day, uh, and we're going to start in the 2001 season, so the start of the 2001 season, so the draft based on the 2000, year 2000 results, and we're going to go right through. We're going to pick the top five. I'm going to give you a list of the players, maybe a 10 or 15 sort of player list of the players that debuted in that year, um, and then we're going to sort of do our best to think about where they might have draft, been drafted to and what they might have done to their careers. So we're going to say that a draft is a minimum two-year contract, so they can't leave for the first two years, which is going to make some interesting things for some players who come into a club and then they win in the first year. They, if that club doesn't draft them, they won't be there. Uh, so And that may affect some of the results. I'm not going to try and... I was originally, but I'm not going to do it anymore, but I'm not going to try and change the results of every season for 23 seasons I or 22 seasons I'm not that ambitious I'm just going to go through and talk about the players and the impact it would have on them and a little bit about the clubs but we're not going to try and rearrange the table for every year so we're just going to get the teams that are the, the bottom five are going to get the selections based on our current results obviously it would change because if you're going to move some players around game results are going to change and I actually started looking at doing that but it was it was mental it was even mental for me spreadsheet wise and trying to pretty much trying to do all the results for the last 22 years and change them slightly based on who was in which team um yeah sometimes I get overly ambitious and that was one of them and that's probably the reason why I think you'll notice that I didn't put a podcast out last week. I was trying to do that, and it was taking hours and hours. And I just went, "No, nope, we're cutting the we're cutting the cord on this one, and we're going to do something with more quality, something that you can we can actually discuss a bit better." And and like I said, if you want to, I always say, if you want to discuss, I have Twitter over DM at hypotheticrl. I've got hypotheticrl at gmail.com if anyone wants to send an email, longer form. Um, even if you want to just tweet at me when this episode comes out I get a few guys that do that um, and we can have a discussion about whether you think I made the right choices for these sides I'm I'm just blindly going to choose based on what I kind of can see in front of me and what I think they would have done at the time because obviously there's a lot of hindsight in this there's a lot of players that would have been a lot better 
later on in their careers or would have like kicked off and we didn't even know about them well we can kind of have a discussion about that but there is there's some guys as well that were very highly regarded but just never their career never took off so we'll also have those as well uh and like i said talk about the careers of those players one last point before i know i've been talking a lot and if it's only me talking anyway, but I've been sort of rambling a little bit here. But one last thing I want to say is that we have salary cap rorts that happen. The decision I've made on that is that if any team has roared the salary cap in the year that they get their penalty, they will also not get any draft pick. So if they, for example, the Canterbury Bulldogs in the year that they had their 37 points and they finished last, that does not give them the advantage the next season getting the first draft pick they'll get no draft picks um i don't know how many draft picks you get maybe you'd get two maybe you get one i don't i don't know how that would work there's probably not in terms of players there's a lot of players come through but i, I don't know i don't know if it would be yeah i mean in the nba you have two in the nfl you have seven i think seven's way too much two is probably about right maybe it'd be three or four but this is the thing, I'm only talking about the top level anyway. So for this, for the purpose of this episode, we're just going to do the the bottom five sides from the year before. I'm going to pick in order from like the wooden spooners to the fifth worst. And then we're going to use that to, to have a discussion. So let's just bang straight into it. I'm going to give you a list of players for each season, uh, like a, a short list. I'm going to tell you which three teams, or which, sorry, which five teams. And then we're going to say, okay, this is who I think they would have drafted, and then quick chat about that. So as you can see, this could take a little bit of time if I'm doing 22 seasons, so I think I may just do a half or maybe even a third, and then come back and do it over a couple of episodes. Uh, hopefully, if you listen if you listen to the second episode or the third episode first, you'll come back to this one, so you get the explanation, and yeah, we'll just get straight into it. All right, so in 2000, Maybe I'll just give you the draft teams first, because that's probably the easiest way to do that. And so the teams in order from worst well from Wooden Spoon up is the Cowboys, the Warriors, the Northern Eagles, the Bulldogs, and the West Tigers. I've left them just as saying Eagles for Northern Eagles. Uh, and that is gonna be what happens for that season. So when we do this draft, the Cowboys will get the number one pick, then Warriors um, Northern Eagles. Bulldogs and West Tigers. So the team, the players we've got in our list who debuted in 2001, we've got Corey Parker, Paul Gallen, Luke Lewis, Brent Tate, Michael Crocker, Matt Bowen, John Morris, Kurt Gidley, Jason King, Anthony LaFranchi, Michael Luck, Mark Riddell, Ryan O'Hara, Todd Byrne, Danny Sullivan, and Ben Reynolds. So these are the ones that I think would be in your top kind of tier uh, of what people would have thought at the time. Now, people will probably listen there going, who the hell is Danny Sullivan? Um, he was a player who had a lot of promise and injuries kind of crueled him. So there's a few more like that. Um, there's other guys in this list that went on to do... I mean, Clint Newton, we just mentioned, the player manager, or the RLPA, not player manager, the RLPA chief. He is there. Uh, we've got, you know, lots and lots of players... In this list, I've got a list of about 65 players or something for, for 2001. Um, but I've decided that these are the guys that are the most likely to get drafted in the first five. 
not saying that any of the other ones wouldn't get drafted of course they would but uh, this is sort of my opinion now in this list further down I've got guys like Joel Monaghan and Michael Monaghan as well maybe they might have got drafted but I feel like this is kind of the list of guys that maybe were more likely some of the ones were Australian schoolboys and things like that as well I've tried to try to pick most of the schoolboys but it's it's very tough to try and figure that out um, I'm going to try and make some drafting choices now so the the Cowboys first up and I don't know the Cowboys situation I haven't gone through every team and worked out what their needs were I mean that might have been helpful as well but we're just going to go based on what we think they might have done and I'm fairly sure that the Cowboys the fact that he's a Queensland boy and you know I think they would have gone for it I think they might have gone for Corey Parker so I'm going to give the Cowboys Corey Parker now Corey Parker in 2001 now if you think about the Broncos in that's in that period they'd just come off um, a grand final and obviously Corey Parker's coming through so they've got the next the next crop coming through so that will stop them getting Corey Parker um, he's going to go the Cowboys now the Cowboys were a very middling side for quite a few years they're going to get another draft another two three draft picks they're in the draft for the next three after this, four after this, no, three after this, sorry. So they are going to be, they're not great. They're down the bottom of the table. But having Corey Parker would maybe help out. He's still very young, obviously, um, but he, very, very good player. And one of the things I did start to do, and I, I, I'm not going to do it towards the end, but I, I did start to talk about their win percentage and that what the, win, the team win percentage without them was. Um, and you know how many awards they won, how many games, how many how many games they played in reps and things like that. Um, Corey Parker has got a very high score and all that. He his win percentage is seventy two point five two in the NRL. Like that's ridiculous. I know he played for the Broncos, but the win percentage of the Broncos when he wasn't there was only fifty seven or fifty eight percent. So you can see the effect that Corey Parker has. And we all know how, how great a player he was over his career. Um, so I think for the Cowboys, that's a massive pickup. And that's definitely something that... I mean, they wouldn't have known how many games he's going to win at the time. But that's something that definitely would have been in their best interest to have. And look, I don't know if it's going to change their results too much. It will do something to, to Brisbane. But then Brisbane goes in a little bit of a lull at this point. They don't... After 2000... We, I mean, they're kind of still consistently in finals and things like that, but they don't win again till 2006. I don't know if 2006 is affected because there's no Corey Parker. It probably is. Uh, I think he was pretty instrumental in that game or that sort of season as well. So, yeah, all right. Well, that's that's the first one. Now, I could have gone the easy route with the Cowboys and gone with Matt Bowen because there's another one and he's a junior. Um but I have decided to go Corey Parker, and I, I feel like, I feel like that could be a very tough choice for them as well. So I don't know whether that's the right choice, whether that's what they would have done. But yeah, we'll go, we'll go Corey Parker now. Next team. Uh, sorry, let me just get rid of that for now because that keeps annoying me. Um, next one is the Warriors. Now, what would the Warriors do? 
the Warriors tended to like to pick guys from New Zealand, Kiwis. I, there's no one in this top list that is. Um, there is other guys, obviously. They've got lots of guys. They might have gone with one of their own, um, one of their own juniors coming up through, like a New Zealand schoolboy or something like that. Um, but I think... I think I might just... Hmm... It's a tough one because it's very hard to pick. These are all going to be very hard to pick. Uh, I feel like they might go for someone like a Brent Tate. So let's give them Brent Tate because it that is a strike player, like a strike center. Someone that can really make a difference to them. Um, and uh, look at Brent Tate's career. Maybe I should have all these players ready so I can look at their careers as we go. Um, but, you know, he did... Uh, I don't know. I just feel like he's someone that could possibly... He's a Queenslander. He's obviously not a New Zealander. But, um, you know, like he's he's got all the pedigree he needs to. He's related. He's Well, he's not related, but he's the brother-in-law of Steve Price. They kind of came up just after his time. Um, yeah, look, you know, I think he was... I think he was definitely a, a good prospect and, you know, would have been a schoolboy and things like that. So let's let's go with that one. He did. He ended up playing for the Warriors at one point as well. So, yeah, maybe that's why I'm picking him. Maybe it's just that memory of him playing for the, the uh, Warriors. Okay, so the Seagulls. Um, what are we going to give to the Seagulls? So we've taken out, we've taken out Corey Parker. We've taken out Brent Tate. So if that's the first two choices, the Queensland Origin side's probably looking pretty good for the future, which we obviously know they were. Um, okay, so Manly, uh, Paul Gallen maybe. Uh, it feels like it could be a manly player a little bit, but uh, yeah, Luke Lewis. Luke Lewis was a winger. Um, ended up being a lot, you know, sort of a bigger career later on. I I kind of maybe shouldn't have been chosen him as the shortlist there. Um, Matt Bowen's an interesting one. Uh, Michael Crocker, John Morris. I don't think so. Uh, we're getting out of. We're getting to the period here where the Eagles had, they had good halves, um, and then, like, obviously Cliffy Lyons retires, uh, this is the merged club, and we had, you know, like, Jason Taylor is gone, and, yeah, I mean, maybe a half would be something I'd look at, so John Morris, Kirk Gidley is interesting, um, from Newcastle, Jason King, I mean, Jason King's, yeah, they could happen definitely uh anthony lafranchi michael lark mark riddell whether they need a hooker um let's let's say they go for let's say they go for kurt gidley okay so we'll give them kurt gidley's a very good player and i think they go all right kurt gidley and we put him we make him our half it probably changes Kirk Gidley's career um, going to the Northern Eagles. He probably gets... Because he kind of came through... Um, you know, obviously had his brother there at Newcastle as well. He kind of came through as a utility. 
Um, if Manly had kind of put a bit of... Not a bit of thought into him, but Manly had put a little bit of faith into him and said, okay, you're going to be our, our long-term half, then, yeah, maybe that would have worked quite well. Kurt Goodley at Manly, um, eventually, at Northern Eagles at this point. Okay, so, uh, and, I mean, Newcastle, 2001, I don't think Kurt Goodley was a major thing in that, that grand final, so, you know, it's probably not a major thing for him. But it definitely changed his career, and it makes it interesting that, you know, the brother is not drafted to the same team. Um yeah, okay. Next one's the Bulldogs. So the Bulldogs are coming off a, a grand final in 1998. Um, not bad results in sort of 99, 2000. They actually do quite well in 2001 as well. Um, the kind of edge of eight sort of kind of feel. And then obviously 2000, they didn't have a great season. But, you know, 2001, they kind of bounced back a bit. Uh I'm trying to think of a player who's a real you want a real tough nut kind of guy who is the who's your Canterbury kind of feel. Um, so who do you go for? I feel I feel like they might draft someone like Paul Gowan. So Paul Gowan at Canterbury. And it's not beyond the realms, I think that's something a bit interesting. Um yeah, so we might we might stick with that one. That's going to make some changes, obviously, to Paul Gowan's career because he's not going to be at Cronulla for the first two years. Would he find his way to Cronulla? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, he's he wasn't a Cronulla local. He, he was a Cronulla junior, I'm fairly sure. He he played in the Parramatta district, I know, because he played for the club that I played for. Um, for I played for, like, two years, and I don't know how long he played for for him. But, uh, yeah, he was in the Parramatta system and ended up at, Can at uh, Cronulla. But if he starts off at Canterbury there, he may have stayed at Canterbury. And it would have been interesting because the salary cap stuff comes up in a few years' time. He might have been in that grand final side and then kind of cut, cut a drift and he may still end up at Cronulla. But, yeah, he would have probably got a few more, a uh, bit more success. He may not be the most losing player of all time uh, as he is now. All right, the next one is the West Tigers. And if we've gotten rid of Gallon, we've got some good players still left there. We've got Luke Lewis, as we mentioned before, Crocker, Matt Bowen, John Morris. I, f I feel like, I just mentioned someone, I feel like they might go for someone like Matt Bowen. So the Tigers with Matt Bowen. So I'm just going to type my results down so I can do a bit of a summary when we get to the end of these. Um, like I said, I think we might do these as a little bit of a series rather than trying to do like 20-something in one episode. Uh, so Matt Bowen at the West Tigers. Interesting because now the 2005 Grand Final has probably got Matt Bowen on the wrong side, of, on the other side. Um, and he might win a Grand Final in 2005. Uh, it, I think it really improves the West Tigers. It goes for the kind of feel... Could you imagine a side that's got Matt Bowen and Benji Marshall on it together? Um, that'd be pretty... I mean, I, as far as I know, they've never played together. Uh, that'd be very interesting. Uh, it feels a very West Tigers kind of thing to do to pick the flashy player um, and just, you know, hope that he's going to do everything for you. It may have been a problem. This is the thing. We, we don't know what had happened to their careers because they haven't been exposed to the same players as well. He may have not kicked on, may have not kicked on as well, but... I mean, Matt Bowen, 
yeah, I think that'd be the right choice for them. All right, well, we'll jump over the 2002, and for 2002, we've got a different list of teams, obviously. So based on the 2001 results, the the order of the draft for 2002 will be the Panthers, Cowboys, West Tigers, Raiders, and Northern Eagles. Um, so we've taken our five players out from 2001. Let's have a look at 2002. Now, this one is a very interesting draft class, as they would call it. Um, I've, got a, I've got a stacked shortlist here, so this is going to be strange. Um, we've got Cameron Smith, Jonathan Thurston, Nathan Friend, Roy Azatasi, Greg Bird, Trent Waterhouse, Ben Ross, Matt Utai, Nathan Merritt, Willie Tonga, Joel Clinton, Ashley Graham, Phil Graham, Brett Seymour, and Brent Webb. Now, there is a whole heap of other players in this list that are also turned out to be great NRL players, but I think they weren't as well regarded at the time. Um, so we're going to we're going to just keep it to that list. I think there might be a few others that, if I gave you the rest of the list, you'd be like, why didn't you have him there? But I think that's these guys are the ones that stand out to me, and also the ones that I think at the time would have been the most highly rated. So the Panthers. Um, I don't know what the Panthers. This is the problem. I don't know what every club wants. Now Trent Waterhouse is there, and I think that the Panthers are the kind of club that would choose their own. Um, so I think they're going to go with Trent Waterhouse to stop anyone else getting him and that would be important because into the, in the subsequent season obviously the Panthers in 2003 win the grand final and I think they need Trent Waterhouse for that so I mean I could have got a little bit more exciting there but I'm I'm going to go with the boring cho choice could have also gone John Clinton because they won't have they probably won't have John Clinton now um, but I just feel like Waterhouse was was someone they needed in 2003 and they they would have still gone for that uh so our next choice is for the cowboys so the cowboys get to go again they first time picked Corey parker uh that means that they don't have matt bowen uh i think that they would have gone for someone like willie tonga so i'm going to give the cowboys willie tonga um may again be just thinking willie tonga because he did play for them at some point but uh, I don't know, I just think outside back, they'd be missing a couple of them. Uh, could have also gone Gra Ashley Graham, but I think Willie Tonga is a, a better prospect. Uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that I didn't pick Jonathan Thurston, I just realised, is, is pretty fucking mental. Um, maybe I should change that. <laughs> okay, we're going to change our mind. We're going to go Jonathan Thurston. Now, the Cowboys didn't make selection, I did, so we don't have to... Don't have to be worried about that, but yeah, I forgot about Jonathan Thurston at the top of the list. I just looked at outside backs. Ah, uh, okay. So if he, they take Jonathan Thurston, now the West Tigers, West Tigers. Now last time, then when they were drafting, they took Matt Bowen. Um, I mean, do they would they go flashy again? Would they go for someone like Willie Tonga? Do they need forward strength up front? Uh, who's the West Tigers hooker in 2002? I don't, I don't remember. I'm not a West Tigers fan, fan so I couldn't tell you. Uh, let's be 
let's just do a little bit of a, a search on their team. The sorry, jeez, I can't even click a button anymore this morning. So, the two thousand and two West Tigers team. There we go. Thank you to Rugby League Project because it gives you it straight away. Uh, Darren Senna. Well, I don't know if you'd be doing anything. They love Darren Senna. He played a lot of games for them, was the captain for most of the season. That's a straight... I'm going to this side. Joel Kane's in there. Terry Hill's playing for him at that point. Um, there's the startings of the the side that wins 2005 because you've got Scandalous, you've got Mark O'Neill in there, so um, but then you've got the Anthony LaFranchi, but Anthony LaFranchi won't be there because we've changed that now I don't know, well we don't know where he went because we didn't didn't draft him, but someone else probably would have drafted him um, but you've got, the, you've got these kind of hangovers from yesteryear, like guys like Matt Sears playing for them, like I said Terry Hill oh Wow, this is a very strange little squad. Glenn Eyre is there. Okay. Um, yeah. What do we do? I think... How how old is... How old is... Um, our good friend, Mr. Senna? He's 30. Yeah, alright. I think that they would have seen what Cameron Smith can do and I think that they would have taken Cameron Smith because if he doesn't go on the top three I'd be very surprised and at that time Cameron Smith was also playing halfback a lot um, wasn't just hooker so the halves yeah I don't know who the who the halves were regularly for them let's have a look at their last game of the year in that season uh, they had Lincoln Withers John Wilson, yeah, okay. I think at that point, Lincoln Withers, 21-year-old. 20, yeah, okay, let's let's give them Cameron Smith, and he may have played halfback. Now, if they have Cameron Smith for two years, at the start of his his career, I think he's a very professional player. He would, he would have played well. And the, the funny thing is, if that would have improved him enough, if they would have kept him as, like I said, he used to play a lot of halfback, kept him as a halfback, uh, would Cameron Smith have been a halfback for his whole career? Would he have been a good halfback or a great halfback? I, I don't know. Um, it's very hard to, like I said, all these things are very hard to tell. So uh, perhaps it would have been a disaster. And would the storm have come sweeping in afterwards? I don't know. Um, and made him a hooker. Would the West Tigers have gone, let's move him to hooker? Darren Senna is going to retire soon, move him, bring him on as the utility role, let him play a bit of hooker, that's why they did with a lot of halfbacks, and he, he takes to it really well, and I don't know, I don't know if he would have stuck with the West Tigers, or if he would have gone elsewhere, because they weren't doing too well um, for the next few years too, because they're going to be in the next two drafts, um, and they were in the first one before, but this is now a side that's got Matt Bowen and Cameron Smith in it, um, for at least this year and the next year. Um... Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll just we'll we'll put a bookmark in Cameron Smith for now for that one. Uh, the next one's the Raiders. So I I'm having a look at this list. I don't know what the Raiders. Maybe I should look at what these sides are each time. 
Help us find the Raiders in 2002. What kind of side have we got here? Um, DeVico, Mark McClendon. They've got some halves. Got the Monahans, but the Monahans may not have been drafted but to here, so they that's not sure. Um Shikovsky don't really need a fullback then. They got Alan Tung. Uh Ruben Wiki. That's pretty that's not a bad side. Um Where would where would they have gone for? The outside backs are not fantastic. Let's let's find one of the outside backs. Let's say we almost drafted him before. Let's draft Willie Tonga to Canberra. Uh, Willie Tonga, because I think they a bit of strike out out wide would be good for that side. Um, and the Eagles, the Northern Eagles as they are, and they did last time they drafted uh, Paul Gallon. Yep, no, that was the Bulldogs. Uh, the Eagles drafted Kurt Gidley. Uh, so, I think they might go for Roy Azatasi. This is really destroying Canterbury for, for future. Um, not that we're trying to, but it's going to do it anyway, because they can't choose everyone. Uh, so, Roy Azatasi to the Northern Eagles. So that's a straight, that's an interesting thing, see... Yeah, that's a completely different uh, manly side when they become manly soon. Um, yeah, okay, cool. So that's the five that we've decided to draft for 2002. We'll jump to 2003. And in 2003, the bottom five teams were the Rabbitohs. Well, this is the year that the Canterbury salary cap problem happens. Um, so is it this year or the year after? The year after, sorry. Uh, so we've got Rabbitohs, West Tigers, Panthers, Cowboys, and Storm. Um, so this is the 2002 season going into the 2003. So after 2002, sorry, the 2002 was the, I'm, I'm jumping. Oh, no, I'm not jumping. 2002 was the Bulldogs. So the Bulldogs would have been last, but they're not. So the Rabbitohs are. Uh, this is the Rabbitohs re-entering the competition. Uh, so they would have not much in the, in the sort of playing stocks. And they're going to get the first draft pick three years in a row here. So this is going to be very interesting for them. Uh, they're almost going to be building... Like, you're going to get three great players being the first pick the whole time. Uh, West Tigers are now drafting again. So, uh, the Panthers are drafting for a second time. Uh, the Cowboys are drafting for a third consecutive time. And the Storm, the first time they're going to draft someone. So, let's have a look at 2003. In our list of players, the, the shortlist I've got... It's got Billy Slater, Sam Thiday, Ryan Hoffman, Benji Marshall, Robbie Farrar, Michael Ennis, Brett Stewart, Ben Cray, Dallas Johnson, Glenn Stewart, Dean Young, David Stagg, Dean Hallettow, Matt King, Neville Costigan, Keith Galloway, Michael Wayman, Thomas Lulawai, Matthew Head, and Brett Furman. Now, some of them went on to be superstars. Some of them didn't quite live up to it, but they were well touted at the time. So as we get further along here, it's a lot easier for me to remember, but I remember guys like Furman and Matthew Head, like Matt Head. There was so much buzz on Matt Head. And he had had a fine career, but didn't have the career that they were talking about. Also, a few of the other guys in there. I didn't want to single out Matt Head. I'm sorry about that. Um, but I'm just, he was the last one I, I thought of as I'm looking down the list. Um, but obviously, guys at the top of the list like Billy Slater. I mean, Billy Slater, like, exploded straight away. So... I think that whoever gets this first 
pick is going to go for Billy Slater, and so that's going to be the Rabbitohs. And I feel like the Rabbitohs would go, yes, Billy Slater, here's our guy. Get two years of Billy Slater at, at the Rabbitohs. Yeah, and we'll, just, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, West Tigers. Now, we just got rid of Billy Slater. They've recently drafted Matt Bowen and Cameron Smith. So I feel like they might go for... Maybe they'll go for a forward this time. Like for a... not. I mean, I know Cameron Smith's a hooker normally, but probably a forward. Um, oh, who's the best one here? There's a lot of hookers in here now. Um... Would they, would they pick a hooker and and keep Cameron Smith at halfback? Maybe there's a lot of halfbacks in here as well. Uh, let's say a player that feels like he could he could work with the West Tigers in the way they kind of built themselves is Dallas Johnson, and I think that Dallas Johnson had a good enough reputation and showed enough promise early years that. I think he would have been Johnson, Johnson, not Johnson. So I feel like that's a that's a good choice for them. So they're going to go with that. Uh, next one up we've got is the Panthers. Now the Panthers previously got Trent Waterhouse, and that was it. They only that one there. Uh, I noted that we lost guys like John Clinton and a few of the others there. I feel like they would go for a forward again because they wouldn't have picked up all the other guys. So let's give them Michael Wayman. And I think Michael Wayman's career is going to go a lot better at Penrith. When okay at the Raiders, and then obviously on the, the Dragons later on, but I mean, early on the Raiders, he got a lot of promise. And I think Michael Wayman in that Panthers pack, and if they do go on to win 2003, he's probably a Panther for life, or he's a Panther for a long, long time. Um, and, you know, they, it's... It's a good side. Um, it's a very, very good side with him in it. Okay, so the Cowboys are up next. And the Cowboys, they've previously drafted as well. They've got Corey Parker. They've got Jonathan Thurston. So it's a very Queensland heavy and a very, very good side. And let's just let's just be ridiculous um, about Queenslanders. Let's go for Sam Thiday because I think Sam Thiday would suit that Cowboys side really well. And the Storm. Now, the Storm at the time were bringing through guys like Cameron Smith and Billy Slater and Cooper Cronk. Now, Cooper Cronk's on one of these lists, but he's he's not even in the list because he wasn't even really well regarded. Um, now, they've, they would have missed out on guys like Friend, because Friend, I, mean, I don't know if they got Friend or not, because he wasn't drafted. They might have picked up Nathan Friend. Um, but I think they might have wanted a hooker and... I mean, if you're going to make a choice between Robbie Farrow and Michael Ennis, oh, I didn't even see Benji Marshall there. Did I not make give the West Tigers Benji Marshall? I gave them Billy Slater, did I? No, I gave them Dallas Johnson. Ooh, ooh, that's... That's controversial. Okay, maybe I won't do that. Maybe I'll change my mind. Okay, Dallas Johnson is off. is back on the board. There's no way the West Tigers don't take Benji Marshall. This is what happens when I'm just trying to read it off a list and I'm not, I haven't sorted it properly. So Dallas Johnson can come off that list and they would have chose Benji Marshall for sure. There's no way they're not choosing Benji Marshall. Okay. I only just saw him then because I looked at Robbie Farron and his name's right above him. I'm like, oh, okay. 
Um, okay, so... The Storm. Now, The Storm recently, very recently, have had a, this, this kind of, let's draft the sons of or famous or, you know, yeah, the sons of, like, famous players from the past, you know. Uh, we've got Wishart, we've got Garlic, you know, a few ones like that. They've done that in the past as well. In this list, there is a guy called Dean Young. So that's a possibility. That's a very, very strong possibility. Um, they don't have Billy Slater. So the next best fullback on this list is Brett Stewart. And I think that's not a bad choice for them as well. There's some halves there. They're not really got that. Like I said, they maybe maybe got the hooker before. Let's just pretend they got Nathan Friend before. They don't think they want a hooker. Because so, he was in the draft before. And obviously we didn't get to him, but maybe maybe he falls down to wherever the storm are and they pick him up. Um, so I'm going to leave Robbie Farrow and Michael Ennis. Now that's going to be interesting because the next teams coming up are going to get a real bargain there or a real great one there. Um, problem is there's two Stewart brothers. It'd be very anyway. We're gonna we're gonna draft Brett Stewart for the Melbourne Storm. Now that is very interesting for things that happen in the future because if Billy Slater is not a Melbourne Storm player and Brett Stewart is a Melbourne Storm player and maybe Slater finds his way to Manly eventually, we end up with a strange situation where Manly's playing Melbourne but the Stewarts are maybe on one on the opposite side and Billy Slater and, you know, maybe Cameron Smith makes his way across there and they're, they're playing for Manly. Like, it's that's a very strange world and I don't know if anyone wants to be in that world because... Brett Stewart not as a manly player is strange. Um, but I think he would do really well at Melbourne. Under Bellamy, I think Brett Stewart would have been... Maybe he would have been the New South Wales fullback for, for years and, you know, like dominant player and things like that. Maybe Billy Slater doesn't do as well at the Rabbitohs because, you know, he's got to stick there for two years. They're not doing too well. I would think some of these players after two years are not going to stay where we've put them. Um, some of them will, but I think some of them will be like, no, nah, I'm getting out of here. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so we're building this Cowboys side very nicely. Uh, not even trying to do it, we're just we're just doing it. Um, 2004, we're going to move on to that. So we've got the Rabbitohs, the Seagulls, and it's Manly again now. Uh, the West Tigers, the Sharks, and the Cowboys. So another choice for a few of these clubs. Uh, the Sharks, first time they get to get a choice as well. So we'll see what we do with theirs. And we're in 2004, so I'll jump across to that. Now, my list, 2004 is an interesting list of players coming through. Probably not as stacked as what we just had then. There's a lot more players, but I don't think that the maybe the quality's not as high. Um, we're not talking about having guys like... Excuse me. <coughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, we're not talking about... Same kind of level of guys as what we had in some of the others, but look, there's still some superstars here. Uh, the top five are still going to be stacked. It's just the rest of them I don't have as many players in this list. So we've got Carmichael Hunt, Rennie Matua, Sonny Bill Williams, Todd Carney, Matthew Scott, Valeni Mateo, Ben Smith, Justin Poor, John Sutton, Sam Perrett, Anthony Tupu, and Manu Vatave. Um, some other guys that are further down the list. Jeff Robson's there. Uh, Jeremy Smith, I didn't pick up because he he wasn't big at the start of his career there. Um, 
I mean, a guy I could have put in there who who came in to replace Nathan Highmarsh for a lot of games in that season was Jack Athmasanga. Um but I didn't. Uh, Fufui Moimoi's in that list. Uh, but obviously not well regarded. No one really knew who he was. Clint Jet Greenshields could have gone a bit higher, I suppose. Uh, yeah, George Rose is down there. Uh, yeah, Cooper Vuna. There's a lot of there's a lot of players. Jeff Lehm is there. Like a lot of players that had different careers. Like I mean, Kane Khalil might have been up in the top of that list, but I don't think anyone's picking him in the top five. So that's why I didn't put him up there. So generally, the players I give you in that short list are the ones that I think are possibly possibility to be picked in the top five. I don't think they're going to or all going to be, obviously. But there's a possibility they get picked, and so that's why I've I've put them in there. Um, this is, I think, the first season where I stopped doing the stats, so they're not kind of in an order for me. So they're just they're in the order of the club that they debuted for in the Rapid League projects list. So come on, hunt for the Broncos and Manavetovo for the Warriors. Um, okay, so let's have a look at what we've got in terms of who's drafting. So the Rabbitohs up first. Uh, who have they taken just before? The Rabbitohs just took Billy Slater, so they... I mean, Carmichael Hunt, still a good choice. Uh, that's going very flashy very early on. Running Matui, Sonny Bill Williams is a great choice for the Rabbitohs, and I think that's the one we're going to choose. Um, absolute boom, boom rookie, like the best. Um... Williams. Okay, so that's a big choice for them, and I think that's the best one they could make. Um, the next one is the Seagulls. Now, Seagulls, they have... Or who have they drafted? They, back earlier on when they were the Northern Eagles, drafted Kurt Gidley, and they also drafted Roy Satasi. Both of those... Well, Gidley could have left by now, but we're going to... Maybe we're just going to say that they generally stay where they are. Um, as a Tarsi, that's a good choice for them from a couple of years ago. They've got nothing from last year. So let's think about this. Who's a... I mean... I mean, Renny Matua is there. If they didn't get Sonny Bill Williams, I suppose it's the next kind of thing. Valerie Mateo is also there. Very similar players. Justin Poor feels like he could be a Bulldogs player. Sam Parrott played for the Bulldogs. Anthony Tupu. Well, that's not bad. John Sutton's also there's a lot of ball playing back rowers here. Or sort of ball playing five eight slash back rowers. Um Which one? Which one do you think Canterbury goes for? Oh, I wanna say I wanna say because let's just say they go boring and they go Renny Matua, because I feel like they would have done that. Now, we don't know, like we said at the very start, we don't know whether there would still be junior teams, and so Renny Matua played juniors. Oh, I was doing the Seagulls, yeah. I, um, whether he would play juniors in for the Bulldogs. I was thinking Bulldogs players, and I was actually drafting for the Seagulls there, but let's say they go for Renny Matua. I think that's not a bad choice for them anyway. Um, the West Tigers, now they've, they've done... They've basically got a pick every time so far. Um, they will eventually stop getting picks. Uh, but we've got Matt Bowen. We've got uh, Cameron Smith. 
We've got Benji Marshall. Um, that could be their halves. They could have gone Cameron Smith, Benji Marshall as their halves. That'd be interesting. Um, and, yeah, who are we going to pick this time? I feel like they would want a forward at this point. We've we've given them a lot of backs. It's probably forward time. And in this list, I think Matt Scott's the best one there. Anthony Tupo's not bad too. Mateo, I think that's too... Justin Poor is also another choice. Let's give them Matt Scott. I feel like Matt Scott's a better prospect. Um, feels like now the um, the West Tigers and the Cowboys in 2005 Grand Final in this reality are just swapping jerseys. Um, apart from Benji Marshall um, and Thurston, who who got drafted by their actual teams, but feels like we we're giving a move of a swap around. Um, tell you that 2005 Grand Final would be pretty good uh just because these teams are going to keep drafting because eventually we're going to get cowboys in this draft too all right next one is the sharks so 2004 the sharks who who's the best one i mean carmichael hunt is still there i think we give them carmichael hunt i think that's a he had so much potential and I mean, he probably would have gone a little earlier, but I'm thinking that Seagulls and the West Tigers maybe wanted a bit of forwards, so Carmichael Hunt's the next one. Him at the Sharks is a very interesting prospect. I don't know if he still goes off to play that Victorian game or not, um, but supposing that he doesn't, has a he's a very good player and had a lot of promise, and yeah, it would have been great to see what he could have done. Uh, the Cowboys, like I said, they get another draft. So the Cowboys recently have drafted... Sam Thiday, Jonathan Thurston, and Corey Parker. So, maybe an outside back. We've got Todd, we've still got Todd Carney in this draft. I didn't even think about Todd Carney. Um, Carney and Thurston, the Cowboys. Mm, that's interesting. That's a very interesting point. I said outside back, but uh, Manu Vadavai is a very interesting pick. Ben Smith is in there because he was a bit I suppose he was good at the time of Sam Parrott too, but I don't think they would draft either of them. I'm liking Todd Carney. I think that's a strange pick, but also a good one. All right, so let's give them... The Cowboys have Todd Carney. So their halves combination is going to be Thurston and Carney in 2004. All right, so we'll jump to 2005, and our list of teams is the Rabbitohs, the Warriors, the Seagulls, the Eels, and the Sharks. And in 2005, our shortlist, now some of these you're going to be like, who the hell is this because on some of these, but Beric Barnes, who was very highly touted, didn't really work out for him. Uh, Greg Eastwood, Travis Burns, Greg Inglis, Jared Mullen, Brad Ty, Tim Smith, Bo Champion, Yuleen Gordon, Ben Hannant, Jamie Soward, and Simon Mannering. So there's a very interesting list of players. I don't see anyone else. Steve Maddow is further down this list, but I didn't think people would pick him up. Um, yeah, this this year, this 2005 year, is a little bit, a little bit different. Uh, the rookie of the year was um, was Tim Smith. So, but I don't know if people paid attention to him before that. Uh, I don't think. I'm not sure if you know. 
how that would have gone. But yeah, anyway, uh, let's let's keep cracking on because I'm waffling on again. Sorry. So the Rabbitohs, they've just taken Billy Slater and they've just taken Sonny Bill Williams. Um, they would have just missed out on having uh, Sutton. They might want a halfback. They might want a half of some description. We've got Travis Burns. We've got Tim Smith. Eileen Gordon was a Rabbitohs junior. They might want him. Uh, but if anyone does not take Greg Inglis as number one pick, they are friggin' mental. So, Greg Inglis at the Rabbitohs in 2005. Um, that's going to make a big difference to the Melbourne Storm. Obviously, not having Greg Inglis. They now, now the Melbourne Storm uh, have missed out on Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, and Greg Inglis. So the big four... Possibly Cooper Cronk's the only one that's ended up at the Storm. We don't even know because we don't know who got drafted. So imagine the difference that this makes to this Melbourne Storm side. We would really find out about Bellamy early on, whether Bellamy early on was a great coach that brought these kids through or whether he just got a really... He was just good at identifying talent. Now, identifying talent's going to be no good in the draft unless no one else identifies them. So... It's possible that some of these slip through, but I, I'm telling you right now that I don't think that Billy Slater slips through and I don't think that Greg Inglis slips through. Cameron Smith is a different argument, but I think you could see if people... If the clubs were clever enough and watching the watching, um, Queensland Cup, they would have seen that. So, I mean, we're a bit hindsight with Cameron Smith, but we didn't put him number one. So we're thinking that, we're thinking that every club is going to get a good look at every player and we're going to have scout, like sort of scouting and, you know, sort of... Same thing with the NFL, have the combines and stuff like that. So getting back to Greg Inglis, if you see Greg Inglis running in, in 2005, you're picking him every day of the week. Uh, the Warriors. Now, uh, where's Inglis? Inglis is there. The Warriors... I feel like the Warriors would just pick Simon Mannering. I know that's boring, but I think that's... That's definitely what they would do. Uh, the Seagulls. Now, the Seagulls just recently chose Ronnie Matua. And if we go back, like we said, the last few, they had uh, Azatazi and they had Kurt Gidley. So by now, they're starting. this is when the Seagulls are starting to build again. Um, had a few lean years. And then after this one, they build a bit. Um There's a few really interesting halves options here. I'm going to just throw Beric Barnes aside because I don't know if he would... He may have got drafted in the first one, so they really loved Beric Barnes. They thought he was going to be anything. It was I think he was a rugby schoolboy or something like that, or he went to rugby, I can't remember. But yeah, very, very well regarded. Um, but if you look at this, so you've got Travis Burns, you've got Jared Mullen, you've got Tim Smith, Jamie Sauer, there's... There's some real good halves there. We did pick up Gidley for them. We didn't really pick up anything else. Um, let's say that they decide Jamie Soward is a real good prospect as a 5'8". So Seagull's taking Jamie Soward. So that's going to change his career. He came up through the Roosters, I believe. Ended up at the Dragons and obviously, you know, had a pretty good career at the Dragons. Um... But yeah, he's going to end up as the Seagulls player. Now, 
I didn't make this fall this way, but there's if Tim Smith is still on the board when the eels come up, they're taking Tim Smith. Uh, the sharks. The sharks. We didn't. Did we draft for the sharks before? Yeah, we got them last year. We gave them Carmichael Hunt. Um. I feel like the Sharks, someone like Greg Eastwood, someone like Ben Hannett. I think Ben Hannett might be a big, a good choice for them. So let's give them Ben Hannett. So even though I said it was an interesting draft class, the first five, Inglis, Mannering, Howard, Howard, Inglis, Mannering, Soward, Tim Smith, and Ben Hannett for 2005, like obviously going beyond that, maybe some of those are not the best picks, but... In 2005, that's a pretty stacked top five. I'm just thinking that it falls away a bit more after that. After we get through the ones we've got, there's not as much sort of talent that I left out of that that sort of shortlist. Uh, okay, we'll jump to 2006. So we've got the Knights, the Raiders, the Rabbitohs, the Bulldogs, and the Warriors. Um, so we go to 2006. We haven't got a very big class here. Uh, we've got Joel Moon... Nick Kuperitzis, Luke Douglas, Adam Blair, Jared Hayne, Brett Morris, Sam Rapira, Rangi Chase, and Tanya Tuiaki. I don't know if the other Morris is also should be there as well. Uh, maybe it's a different year. Maybe I missed Josh Morris. I'm going to just... The problem I run into here, and whilst I love to praise Rugby League Project is that I'm using their NRL transfers and debuts and just using the debuts. And I noticed when I got further along that there was less and less debuts. And I think it's because some of the players were being given uh, Queensland Cup slash uh, New South Wales Cup transfer on their list. So they were saying like players came through from the reserve grade of that side. And their first NRL game, I've, I kind of missed, if you know what I mean. So... The year that they they start in the NRL, I, I didn't pick them up. So some of them I have missed a few players, and I'm I just want to see when Josh Morris started because I may have missed him. Uh, no, he started 2000, 2007 is his first game. So Brett Morris debuted first. That's strange. I thought they debuted at the same time, or maybe maybe Brett Morris 2006. Yeah, okay, so debut 2006, so we're in 2006. Yeah, look, fair enough. I'll, I'll take back what I just said. Um, I noticed that on this list is Dave Taylor as well. Jared Hickey is a player that I, I've heard of quite a lot. Uh, William Zillman, interesting money. I think Will Zill was was a, just a good name. Uh, Clint Amos, I know. Josh Cordoba, Marcus Perinara, Zeb Taya. Some eels there that I remember from watching play juniors. Uh, Danny Wicks is down in this list. Lee Tamari. They're not big names, if you know what I mean. Isaac DeGoyce. Um, Jared Safi. Yeah, there's not... There's no one else really further down this list that... Like, this is a... If you're going to talk about weak draft classes, I think this is the weakest draft class. Still some great players at the very, very top, but yeah. I mean, Darius Boyd is there. I did miss him. Um, we might just, I can see him there, so we might even, and we've got Ben Roberts there too, I didn't pick him up. Um, we might, I can see them, so if I think that they might be better for one of these teams, I'll chuck them instead, but yeah, we'll, we'll stick with mainly the ones we've got at the top there. 
Uh, still, like I said, some really great players. Uh, the Knights. Now, the Knights previously have not had a draft pick, have they? No. Uh, we don't know who they've drafted. We, at this point, have lost all control of who's in which squad, by the way, because we don't know all the players who've come through and drafted. But let's just let's just play what we're going to play it as, and we're going to say that the Knights, 2006, in this list... Your, your best kind of player, I, the player that showed the most promise, I think, 2006 would have been Jared Hayne. Now, I don't know who wins the Rookie of the Year in all these years, but I think Jared Hayne is definitely a Knights player. Um, so 2006 is Jared Hayne. The Raiders, who are they going to choose? Do you... Tough, tough choice here. Uh, 2006. Sam Rapira. Adam Blair. Douglas. I mean, Brett Morris stands out to me a bit. Taniello Tuiaki. He had a lot of promise. Uh, Rangi Chase, also a lot of promise. I, don't, I mean, I think just for the fact that Brett Morrison, we know that who his, like we know who his dad is um, I think he gets chosen second so if we do that draft that means that we end up with Brett Morris uh, the Rabbitohs get a choice now the Rabbitohs have previously picked up Greg Inglis and Sonny Bill Williams and Billy Slater like this Rabbitohs side is getting absolutely stacked here um so, yeah, I'm mean, presuming they're staying or, or staying there. This is not a great place to choose someone. Maybe Luke Douglas. That's the best I think I can pick out of those. I, I mean, Adam Blair is a good choice, but I worry about what happened when he wasn't at Melbourne. Um, let's go Luke Douglas. I think that might be... Douglas. Yep. Okay, now the Bulldogs. I mean, I just said to worry about it, but I mean, Adam Blair is, he just feels Bulldogs to me. He feels like he could definitely be there. Uh, and the Warriors, I mean, the Warriors probably take Taniela Tuiaki. I just think that if they've not got Manu Vadavai, um, Warriors without a big winger is just a strange thing. So uh, let's do that. Uh, we'll we'll go two more. We'll go to the end of 2008, and then we might just break it there, and we'll come back and do from 2009 to the next sort of stage, and then we might do this in three parts because uh, I know i just conscious we've hit the hour mark now. Um, so in 2007, we've got... The Rabbitohs with the top pick again. So this Rabbitohs side is going to be epic. I might just at the end of this, in 2008, just discuss what this Rabbitohs side might be in 2000, 2008 season. Um, so you've got Rabbitohs, Roosters, Sharks, Panthers, and West Tigers. Okay, so 2007. Uh, we've got Denon Kemp, 
Anthony Watts, Matt Ballon, Israel Folau, Luke Walsh, Chris Inu, Michael Jennings, Chris Houston, Josh Morris, Jason Nightingale, Chase Stanley, Sean Kenny Dow, Mitchell Pierce, Bo Ryan, and Ben Teo. Now, when I said 2007 didn't have a lot of great players, 2008 is pretty stacked. And I there's more down here I haven't even picked. There's like Sikamano and Will Chambers down a bit further. Um, guys that were touted be pretty good as well. Just, yeah, there's heaps. This is a big, big, long list on this one. And I don't know, not sure why, not sure why there's big variations, but yeah, there's there'll be some values down here. Um, Fred Briggs is there. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember the Fred Briggs story, but he debuted like at 30 or something, very late. Um, and I think he only played maybe a season or two, but yeah, it was um, it was a it was an interesting story when that happened. All right, cool. So let's get this draft. So the Rabbitohs now, this Rabbitohs side. Let's just go through it again. They've got Billy Slater, they've got Sonny Boy Williams, they've got Greg Inglis, they've picked up Luke Douglas. Um, why not just take Israel full out? Like seriously, they've basically. They're basically becoming the Melbourne Storm, really. I don't know how they're going to fit them all in the cap. Um, not exactly the Melbourne Storm, but they are they are taking all of the the big prospects. And I would say that this side's not getting the number one draft pick at this point. But we're just going to, like we said, we can't we can't do the whole thing. So we're just going to see what could happen. Um, all right, next up, the Roosters. Now the Roosters are going to be coming off quite a good sort of period uh, they're going to need they're going to need a halfback I suppose Mitchell Pierce is right there Sean Kenny Dow is right there do they just do they go Mitchell Pierce I kind of wanted to save Mitchell Pierce because I thought you know, it'd be interesting to see if the West Tigers drafted him but um, yeah I don't think I don't think there's anything else there that the Roosters would go for because if they're not going to have a halfback they're going to be in a lot of trouble so let's just say they get really boring and go Mitchell Pierce Sharks are up next um, where's Mitchell Pierce Mitchell Pierce he's right there okay the Sharks uh, I think everyone would have seen how good Brett Morris is Josh Morris is sitting right there uh, that's not a bad one for them so outside back-wise, Denon Kemp's there. Um, we've got Kristen Inu, Michael Jennings is an interesting one. Uh, you've got Josh Morris, like I said. Jason Nightingale's interesting. Chase Stanley. A lot of raps on Chase Stanley at the time. Um, Bo Ryan. Ben Teo's an interesting little one down there too. Sean Kenny Dell's there if we want. Ben Teo's not a bad side back, but you know what I mean. Um... the Sharks so I'm going to be a little bit clever about the Sharks one we had a draft and our Sharks guy drafted Kristen Inu I'm pretty sure so I'm going to make them do that again if I'm remembering that correctly I don't remember um, Michael if you're if you are listening uh, my Sharks ACB friend um, if you are listening and you and that is incorrect 
fairly sure we did the draft that that happens. Let me know, but I'm pretty sure you drafted Inu at one point, so I'm going to make you draft him again. Uh, Kristen Inu at the Sharks and the Panthers. Now, the Panthers are probably going to take Michael Jennings. So we'll do that one, and then if we get rid of Inu and Jennings, the West Tigers. Now, if... I... Well, yeah. Who did the West Tigers take before? We didn't even look who the Panthers took before, but they haven't had any once. So the West, the West Tigers. Now, this side is also quite stacked. Um, presuming they all stay there. We've got Matt Bowen. We've got Cameron Smith. We've got Benji Marshall. We've got Matt Scott. Then they haven't drafted for a while because they went off and won a premiership. Uh, but they've dropped down again. Uh, let's presume that these players are still there. So you've still got Bowen, Smith, Marshall, and Matt Scott. Let's give them some strike power. Let's say Josh Morris. Now, this side is also very good. Uh, <laughs> when we get to it, when we go through it at the end, it's going to be a very good side. All right. We get 2008 and our five teams doing the draft uh, the Panthers, the Knights, the Raiders, the Dragons, and the Titans get a draft pick. So, now I don't know if, if the Titans come in, because they came in before this, obviously. If the Titans come in, do they get the first draft pick? Probably, because that's the way that draft and expansions work, but we haven't done it that way. So, let's just say that you don't get a, the first draft pick as the expansion club and you just got to come near the bottom. Uh, but yeah, anyway, 2008, uh, we have, like we said, we've got those clubs. We have, this is our list, our short list. It is Ben Barber, Jamal Idris, Joel Thompson, Carl Faliga, David Williams, Aidan Tolman, Lachlan Coote, Wade Graham, Sam McKendry, Matt Pryor, Chris Sandow, Anthony Cherrington, Jake Friend, Sonny Fay, Sonny Fye, sorry, Ben Madalino, Tim Maltzen, other guys in this list. Josh Hoffman is there. Uh, we have Jordan Atkins, the, the guy who scores many tries on his debut. Uh, Jordan Rankin, Jordan Rapana, Shannon Walker, Kevin Proctor's down there. Uh, there's many, many more. There's a big list on this one. Russell Packer, uh, the original Dane Laurie, not the one we have now. Uh, yeah. Some interesting names down there. Uh, Liam Foran's there, not Kieran, but it's fine. Uh, okay, so we are going to start off with our first team. So this is the Panthers. We just gave them Michael Jennings. We've been very boring with the Panthers so far, haven't we? Because apart from Michael Wayman, we pretty much just drafted Panthers players to the Panthers. Um, okay, but they're going to get number one pick in 2008. Now, who is this number one pick? Who do we think is the best player in this list? Uh, ben Barber, maybe? Ben Barber's a... Was, yeah, might be him. Um, I mean, <laughs> Lachlan Coote said I could just go another Panthers player. Uh, Jamal Idris was very well thought of. Uh, Chris Sandow? But I think... I don't think so. Um, hmm... Let's give them Ben Barber. So the Panthers with Ben Barber. Once again, I don't know what the rest of these lists are. 
my quest to the team lists are, so I can't really tell whether I'm doing the right thing by these teams, but I'm just trying to pick the best player available in a player that kind of would feel like they they would play at this club or kind of suits a, a style that I think they would have had at the time sort of thing. So um, I don't know if Ben Barber even suits the Panther style in 2008, but I just think you got the best player available, you've got to take him when you're number one and you, you've, you've dropped to the the bottom of the table, you've got to do something drastic. You've got to try and pick the best player you can. Uh, so the Knights. Mm. Aiden Tolman feels like a very Knights kind of player. Would they pick him early? Uh, this is the other thing too with drafts, is that, as we know, like certain positions in the NFL draft don't get chosen very often. And it feels like front rowers, would you choose a front rower early on? Would they be like top pick? Maybe, maybe not. You feel like halves, especially in this period, maybe halves are more likely, maybe a fullback as we get sort of into the 2010s. Um, back rowers, sort of stuff like that. But, you know, uh, I don't think it would be stupid to pick him. I mean, Jamal Idris was... People thought he was brilliant. Maybe we just... I think you might have to go with Jamal Idris for the Newcastle Knights. Now, I don't think that's going to work out, but that's what I think they probably would have done. Uh, next up. Now we've got uh, we've got the Raiders. So, the Raiders. Wade Graham, as a half, by the way. Um, Sam McKendry, yeah, maybe. Chris Sando at the Raiders, I don't think it works at all. Uh, ben Madaluno is a very good underrated pick. Uh... David Williams had a brilliant season, uh, but I don't know if he was rated very well at the start of that. I know Carl Feliga was like the shit um, everyone wanted, and I think that's I think that's more what they would go for. So the Raiders can have Carl Feliga. Sorry, Raiders fans, I know that's not going to work out for you probably. Well, it might. Never know. Maybe it works out for him at Canberra. Didn't work out anywhere else. Um, the Dragons. Joel Thompson feels like a Dragons player because he was one. Uh, we, have we given the Dragons anyone recently? No. So this Dragons side was, was starting to build again after having had a really good few seasons. But we've got no Morris brothers here. Um, Nightingale we didn't pick up, but he might have gone to them anyway. We don't know when he got when he got drafted because he wasn't there. Uh, maybe, there's not a lot of outside backs though, apart from David Wimp, I don't think I'd go with that. Lock and Coot maybe, um, Matt Pryor, feels like they would have some forwards, I just don't know if they're going to have the backs, in it. but the backs in this draft class is not, is not great. Tim Maltzen's a very underrated player. Um, I think I think Sam McKendry. We're talking about a guy who's who's New Zealand rep or who's coming to be a New Zealand rep, and I think that's a good choice. That's what I think they should do, and that's what I think I'm going to make them do. Um, last one in our list, and the last one we're going to draft for this uh, episode. We'll come back and do another draft, maybe next week. Maybe we'll just do draft for the next three weeks. Um, is the Gold Coast Titans now? 
We don't know who the Gold Coast Titans have got. We're presuming they've got Scott Prince and um, and Bailey. Uh, God, I can't remember his name. Luke Bailey. Sorry, I couldn't remember his first name for a minute there. Um, but they basically just need anything they can get. So, best player we can think of in this list. So, list Joel Thompson, David Williams, Ed Tolman, Lock and Coote. Lock and Coote's not bad. Wade Graham is a, not a bad choice for them. Chris Sandow, ooh, no. Don't think so. Uh, Jake Friend. I think Jake Friend. Let's give them Jake Friend. I think that's a good choice for them, and it's a build, a team building kind of feel. All right. So we'll just do a bit of a recap, and then maybe we'll just have a think about where these clubs are sitting at the end of 2008 once this has happened, and then we can cut it off there and I'll come back next time do a short explanation next time uh, of what we're doing and tell everyone to get back to this episode so if you're listening to this episode already and I told you to go back here thank you for listening and and doing what I asked you to do uh, and yeah we'll we'll uh, we'll start this again so let's just think about club by club so I'm just going to go from the list of where I know they've drafted like so we'll start with Cowboys because I've can see them drafting here. So the Cowboys, they had Corey Parker, they've also picked up Thurston, they also picked up Sam Thiday, then they picked up Todd Carney, uh, and then they didn't draft again. So we have the Cowboys, they would have got to the 2005 Grand Final, if we're presuming results of similar, which we can't presume, but let's just do it anyway, and they would have walked out on the Grand Final day with Corey Parker, Jonathan Thurston, and Sam Thiday, and Todd Carney. And it would have been pretty hard. That would have been hard to beat side. That I think that's a better side in some ways. With Corey Parker in that side in 2005, he's a much more stabilising element. I don't know if they miss out on guys because obviously there's guys they didn't pick up. They didn't get Matt. There's no Matt Bowen. So they don't know if their fullback is um, interesting. Okay, so the Warriors. We didn't get a lot of Warriors picks. We got Brent Tate. And I... Is that it? And Taniello Tuiaki, um, a long time apart, but Brent Tate would have done a good job for them. Uh, and then Tuiaki is now probably coming into his, he's coming to his third season, first, second, third, his third season he's played. I don't know. I mean, he eventually goes off. Doesn't Tuiaki? I get confused between some of them. Did he play rugby or did he injure himself? He never had a great career, but unfortunately, for some reason. Um, but a lot of promise, so maybe it works out the Warriors. Uh, the Eagles, which is going to be the Seagulls. So we've got the Northern Eagles ones, Kurt Gidley, and then we've got Roy Zatasi, and then they, then I'm assuming they stay, and we pick up Renny Matua, Jamie Soward, and then that's it, isn't it? Yes. So Renny Matua and Jamie Soward, after they've had... Those first two... I mean, Kurt Gidley, <coughs> he had a strange career in a way. Kind of had a better career than people remember. I played a lot of... played quite a few Origin games. Um, I think I've got the list of that, actually. I think I did, because when I did the... I did some stuff there. So Kurt Gidley, I've got minor and major reps. So... Out of origin and, and Australian reps, six counts, major reps. He's had 23, so he played a lot of origin. Played for Australia, I'm fairly sure. Played some other games, some all-star kind of games in city countries and things like that. So that's his minor reps. 
Um, another great winning percentage, only like 46.22 winning percentage, which is not great, uh, but did play in some not great sides as well. That's a he's a strange one because feels like a feels like he was just a fringe player for a long, long time, but realistically got to the heights being a utility. Um, if he's at the Northern Eagles and they say you're a halfback and he is a halfback and he plays his career as a halfback, I think he has a maybe not a superstar career, but has a career that is a lot more well recognised. He probably has a career similar to a. Uh, like an Adam Dykes, I know I'm just pulling a name out of somewhere, you know, like a, I could maybe like a John Morris in a way, um, a a solid halfback, a good player. He probably doesn't, without being at Newcastle, probably doesn't get the same amount of reps, um, and that's probably sad for him. So I'm kind of glad that this didn't happen to him. Uh, the so what are we up to within the Eagles? So Azatazi, now Azatazi at the Bulldogs was great. And, you know, was part of their grand final winning team in 2004. And then pretty much pretty much on his own was a big signing that got South Sydney going after coming back from the, you know, from being excluded. So Azatasi, really, really great player in New Zealand rep, I'm pretty sure. Am I right with that? Yeah, pretty sure New Zealand rep. Um, you put him into that Northern Eagles side that becomes the Seagulls, and I think he's, a, he's really helping them out. Um, and then... I kind of regret doing Rennie Matua, but I think Rennie Matua at the time had a lot of skill, and if you're going to have back row with skill, you're going to you're going to have Azatazi's got skill, Rennie Matua with skill, kind of like a Bulldogs connection that's kind of happening there. Um, and then you add Jamie Soward to that. So if Jamie Soward comes through, Kirk Gilly's possibly still their halfback, doing 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 a good job, having about four or five years of experience. Then you bring Jamie Soward in, who's got all the kicking skills that you need probably makes this Seagull side competitive and you know maybe they're still kind of pushing 2007-2008 but not really sure uh, and then that's that's the only ones we had for them so we'll leave that at there uh, the Bulldogs picked up Paul Gallon now you might say I'm just picking rough players as Bulldogs players that maybe but just Paul Gallon feels like he could have been drafted by the Bulldogs they they would have been a bit of dogs of war at this time, so I feel like that kind of works for them. Um, and the Bulldogs don't really get a lot of draft picks. They got Paul Gowan, and then they obviously miss out on doing any picks when they finish last because of their salary cap. They eventually, in 2006, get another one. They pick up Adam Blair, um, and then that's that's it. So uh, they've got to miss out of a lot of players. They've missed out on quite a lot of guys in this list are Bulldogs players that came through in their system, so I feel like the drafting would really have hurt them more than helped them. Um, but yeah, well, Gowan's a great player, and Adam Blair at the right environment might have been good. Uh, the West Tigers is a team, one of the two that I think picked up the best players. Uh, so, But then you've got to realise as well with the West Tigers, they missed a lot too, because I didn't have them in their list, but there's a lot of players in these lists that aren't going to be, or they may not be the West Tigers, because we don't know where they're going to get drafted because I'm not doing the full draft each time. I'm only doing the top five. And like I said, there's players down that list that we don't know where they get drafted to. And I don't even know if it's, like I said, I don't know if it's one round, two rounds, three rounds, however it is. And if you don't get drafted, can you get picked up afterwards? Can you be undrafted free agents? Now, you have to have enough rounds so that that doesn't become a bit of a reward as well. 
but yeah, look, it, just try and hide players is what teams probably would do. Uh, so yeah, so the West Tigers, Matt Bowen, Cameron Smith, Benji Marshall, Matt Scott, and then I think they win that grand final in 2005. They, I think that's, depending on who else they have or don't have, I think that's the that's the central core of a team that could win a grand final. Um, and then after that, West Tigers don't get another choice until 2007 when they pick up Josh Morris. Now, presuming everyone is still there, um, it's pretty outstanding. You've got Matt Bowen at the back there. You've got a strike centre in Josh Morris. You've got, well, I don't know if Cameron Smith's playing hooker or halfback, but you've got to bear in mind that we don't know where what Robbie Farah has gone. He probably isn't at the West Tigers. So maybe Cameron Smith is the 5'8". No, 5'8". Cameron Smith is the hooker. Um, we don't know. Look, they could have... Scott Prince was experienced at the time, so they could have still signed Scott Prince. So you still have a halves of Scott Prince and Benji Marshall, Matt Bowen at the back, Cameron Smith at hooker. Um, and then you've got... Uh, yeah, Matt Bowen, I think we've said him. And then who else we have? Matt Scott up front. That's a big one. Um, and then we're adding to them... Josh Morris, I think they're going to be a pretty good side in 2008, 2009, um, if they're all still there and firing. Uh, keep going. So we've got the Panthers. Uh, Trent Waterhouse. This is where I got, sorry, I pointed as the Panthers fans. I got a little bit lazy and just picked Panthers plays mostly. So Waterhouse, Michael Wayman, and then their next choice. Where else we got? We've got Michael Jennings and Ben Barber. Now, Ben Barber was the exciting choice out of all of those. I think they're a pretty good side in 2009, 2008-2009. Definitely helped, but yeah, we don't know what's happened to the rest of them. Having Michael Jennings and Ben Barber in the same back line is pretty pretty good. I just think the earlier choices were maybe a little bit boring, but I think they needed them. Waterhouse is important. I think that was a big choice for them. I do care about the Raiders. The Raiders picked up Willie Tonga, and then the Raiders got Brett Morris, and finally they got Carl Faliga. Now, I know we're all going to say, oh, you picked a shit one for them for the last one, but at the time, it's, it'd be surprising if Carl Faliga wasn't chosen first. Being, chose th- being chosen third was probably, you know, not the best. But, I mean, we could have given them to the second choice to the Knights, taking Carl Faliga, but I feel like Raiders is a good fit. It's somewhere where I think he could have done well. Like it's not like he wasn't a good player. It just didn't work out for him. So anyway, we got that one. Uh, the Eagles, Rabbitohs. We haven't done yet. So the Rabbitohs. This is the side that I think has has picked the most stars. If you if you want to put it that way, Billy Slater, Sonny Blue Williams, Greg Inglis, then Luke Douglas. I suppose he's not a big superstar, but still a good player. Israel Folau. And then they get another choice. So, if we think about this this side, you got a fullback, Billy Slater. Some of them started off as a centre, but he would be a, he'd be a back rower. Um, then you've had, you had Luke Douglas. So you got Greg Inglis playing in the other centre, or playing centre, sorry. So you got Billy Slater and Inglis in the back line. You got Samuel Williams on an edge, hopefully on the same edge as Greg Inglis. That'd be pretty intense. Um, and then you're going to add Luke Douglas to give you a bit of beef up front, and then Israel Folau comes on and plays on the wing outside those two. Imagine that side. I don't know if they all play on the same side, but imagine you've got Billy Slater doing your sweet play, 
and his choices, he can he can give the ball to Sally Bill Williams, Greg Inglis, or Israel Folau. Now, if that's the left-hand side for the Rabbitohs, this is proto left-hand Rabbitohs side, uh, left-hand side. So that is the most intense left-hand side that I would ever see if they all played left. I have a feeling Sally Bill Williams played on the right, and I have a feeling that Inglis plays left. I know he played left before. I don't know which side Folau played on. But anyway, we'll just, we can dream that they're all on the same side. Uh, okay, Rabbitohs, West Tigers, Panthers done, Cowboys done, Storm. So Storm got Brett Stewart. That's it. Because that's the only choice they had. Um, I think this is really detrimental to the Storm because, like I said before, it's very hard for them to identify the talent and no one else to identify them. Uh, depending on the way that this is structured and the combines and things like that, if they have those or not, uh, it would be really, the scouting, player scouting would be even more intense because they would need to know the players that are nominating for this draft, because you'd have to nominate yourself in the draft as a player. Um, it would be, uh, like, this kind of thing would, there'd be all kinds of weird deals going on. We didn't mention if the fact that we add trades, but I don't really want to add trades to this. But you'd have teams just, like, clamouring over themselves for certain players. But then other teams sneakily knowing more about players than others. I, I don't know. It's, it'd be interesting to see. Um, the Sharks, we haven't talked about the Sharks yet. So the Sharks pick up Carmichael Hunt, Ben Hannett, uh, and Kristen Inu. Not bad. Carmichael Hunt has to not go to the Victorian game, and that would be good for them. Uh, where are we up to next? The Cowboys, Royals, and the Eagles. I'm just trying to just list the individual teams. The Eels, the only choice we had was Tim Smith for the Eels. That's fine. They've, they would have lost quite a few players here, but that's okay. Uh, we did the Sharks, the Knights. We've we talked about the Knights. I don't think we've done the Knights yet. No, no, they didn't get a choice until down here. 2006, they pick up Jared Hayne. Uh, and then they pick up Jamal Idris. So, you know, there's there's a future Dalian winner there, and you've got Jamal Idris as well, who could have been anything. We don't know. 2008 might have been a good season for them. We don't know. Uh, we've got... We did the Raiders already, didn't we? Raiders? We did the Raiders? Yes, we would have, because Willie Tonga. So the Raiders also had that. Yeah. Um, sorry, bear with me while I make sure that I don't miss anyone. Bulldogs we did, Warriors we did, Joshua Panthers. Uh, Dragons. We haven't said anything about the Dragons yet. No, because this is it. Okay, so the Dragons and the Titans only get one pick, which is in this last season I've done so far. Uh, Dragons picked up Sam McKendry, but they would have missed out on a lot of players. So that whole Dragons team of the mid-2000s is all playing somewhere else or possibly playing somewhere else. Um and they get Sam McKendry in return, which is not great. Uh, the Titans, Jake Friend, I think that's a good choice. I'm thinking future for that. I'm thinking that that's going to turn out for them a bit better. I'm also thinking that this is a club that most likely has Prince and Bailey, um, and they need they need like a young hooker. They need someone in the middle. I think, pretty sure that they... Didn't they have Nathan Friend? That's what I'm thinking. Jake Friend should go there. Um... And I feel like that's probably not a bad choice for them to go for someone like that. All right, well, we'll leave it there. And I hope that this has been a 
interesting episode for everyone. It's definitely been interesting for me to see what could have happened uh, just for the first few years. I'm going to continue this at a later date. I'm not sure if this will be next week's episode as well. Um, maybe while I've got the momentum, I might do it. But as you can see, it's taken like an hour and a half to get through eight seasons. Uh, it'll be a lot faster next time because we won't have to go through the premise again. But uh, yeah, just interesting to see where players could have ended up and, and what could have happened to their careers if they've gone there. Uh, drop me a line if you think any of these selections were a bit weird or even drop me a line if you want to have a chat about you know, what the implications for these players are because I, I did a little bit of that, but more talk about clubs. Um, like we said, you know, the Morris brothers being split up right from the start is something interesting. Didn't talk about that. We can have a chat about anything like that. I'm very happy to talk rugby league all the time. Uh, so I will talk to you guys later. Bye.